When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Destination Debbie is proud to bring to you its Dynasty Tag Team Champions of the World, the McNutted Michael Crystal, the ATM Adam McFerrin, the 4D Chess Podcast. And of course, if you're not down with that, we've got two words for you. coming at you and we thank you you clicked on it you're listening to us we appreciate you spending your time with us as always i'm your host michael mcnutted the teardown king you can find me on twitter at iowa michael and of course the better looking better sounding co-host of this podcast atm adams in the building you can find him on twitter at atm 40 chess and if you'd like to find us both patreon.com forward slash south Harmon one dollar gets you in the door we'd love to have you we'd love to talk to you in the discord adam how we doing tonight buddy you ready to do this we got another podcast coming out the dynasty degenerates let's go dynasty degenerates we're back 4d chess man this is one of my favorite days of the week and it's funny because it's right in the middle of the week when nothing really all that good's going on get to come on here get the big grizzly bear mcnutted myself and guess what Dynasty Insurance, we got a special one for you. We're going to go mano y mano right yes, here. Sir. We're going to tell you exactly how we would do it if we were on the clock every other pick. Yeah, we're going to do a full rookie mock, alternating picks back and forth. We'll treat these as uh, six separate teams each, right? We're going to draft six separate teams apiece, a 12-team league, and we will go pick by pick. And I guess you're going to put that on me. Am I going to do something crazy with the one-on-one that you gifted me? No, I'm going to take Brees Hall. <laughs> so that's easy. I don't think there's a lot of debate on this one, Adam. Brees Hall, 101. Let's dive right into it and get going. You, sir, are now on the clock at the 102. What direction are you going to choose? Well, for me, Mike, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this podcast called the 40 Chess Podcast, but... Maybe they, they talk. They talk a lot, awful lot. They kind of convinced me on a couple of Kennys, so I'm really stuck between two Kennys here, Mike. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Kenny Walker. Ooh, Kenny Walker. I like it. I like it. It would be in a vacuum, not knowing situation like that, like we are now. We're just mock drafting against each other, straight up. We don't know like our team builds. We don't have any of that backstory. We weren't that elaborate, but. I would go Kenny Walker over Kenny Pickett, but on brand, I will take at the one three Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett will be my selection. So Brees Hall one, Kenny Walker two, Kenny Pickett three. Adam, you are now on the clock at pick four. I think this one's an easy one for the well, listeners. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I, there's only one good thing about having the 104 when you're drafting with McNutted is you get everybody else's 102. And I'm going to take 
Drake London. Drake London. We'll set you up right there. Drake London, 104. All right. We'll keep it easy. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure our first six picks would have been the exact same, no matter the order. There's We're no matter. Get... It didn't matter if I said one or, or one or two. It, was, it didn't matter. We're not getting spicy till seven. I can guarantee it. So that's a one five. I will take Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. And right. I'm pretty sure I already know where you're going with the sixth. <laughs> I mean, you can you, you can go ahead and select said player now out of the Ohio State University, Mr. Garrett Wilson. You just wanted to pick second, so you can pick Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you, and put come the on, v man. In. You know I don't have to hide it. I'm Garrett Wilson guy. All right, one seven. This is where we start to get interesting, and this is where you're probably going to fight me. This is oh, I I have been corrupted. <gasps> I have been absolutely oh, no. tainted to no end. I will be selecting James Cook. Adam, now we need to do some analysis. <laughs> the first six are right, easy. Right. You don't need okay. a lot of analysis there. Let me see. Let me ask you this then. What is what is the reasoning behind it? Is there a specific move you're looking to make, or is this a a change on like fully investing into James Cook? This is me acknowledging what I should have been process-wise with James Cook all along. I love Chris Olave. I love Jamison Williams. I love Sky Moore. I love Christian Watson. I love George Pickens. Out of all those players, the one guy I can see getting a massive value bump for a multitude of reasons is James Cook. And all right, let me just hit you with something. We we did the hit tables, right? The last two episodes, we've had hit tables. We've talked about them. Sitting in Heisman chat, talking with Ray, talking with some of the other patrons, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Boom, nice plug. Heisman chat, voice chat for our Brandon was in there. I had to pull up the hit tables and be objective on James Cook. The numbers are really good, Adam. The numbers are really good on the hit rate tables for James Cook. He's also playing in Buffalo. I don't want to be too subjective because I dunk on everybody who's being way too subjective about the Kenny Walker landing spot in Seattle. So if I'm like, well, Josh Allen's going to get the goal line carries and he doesn't throw to running back. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. Let me, let me look at the objective data that I have. Good offense. And the hit rate tables are very good. Very, very good. I also know what's going to happen with value, right? Ray talks about this a lot. And and eventually, I swear, he will have a podcast called like Inside the Mind of Dynasty Players or How People Generally Perceive Things. James Cook comes out and he has, you know, 15 fantasy points week one, week two. Where do you think his value goes from there? Go sky yeah, high, right? Cool. I mean, yeah, it's go well, think, think about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire week one, his rookie season, what he did. And then, like, where his value was. Now, it was already high to begin with, but, like, the fever pitch was ridiculous after the first week. Like, oh, my sure. gosh, it's everything that we said. All you people who took Jonathan Taylor over him are idiots. <laughs> look look at what he's doing. JT didn't do shit. This is a strictly process value play, and it has nothing really to do with the players because I don't like him as a prospect. I don't like him as a player. But it is so easy for these satellite backs to get you 12 to 15 fantasy points especially on good offenses and he really only needs to have like 300 yards on the ground and maybe like six seven hundred yards through the air and just a handful of touchdowns now another point that i'll bring up and this is more of the subjective one but think about buffalo the situation they let go of cole beasley right they bring in jameson crowder and the only other competition for that slot role is khalil shakir what is james cook the best at in this class, running routes. Not only out of the backfield, but being a weapon in the passing game by lining up in the slot and running routes. Is it crazy to think that maybe James Cook kind of gets some of that Cole Beasley volume at the running back position? No. By playing in the slot? No. I mean, I think think if you draft James Cook in the second round, you you clearly tend to – you are going to use him – in creative ways as a pass catcher. I wouldn't Correct. argue that at all. Now, I, I would say this. To give a uh, – I, I like the breakdown. I, I would say this. 
my my thought process before you said anything. The only way I can the only way I can justify even using a first round pick on him for me is on the value of essentially moving him. Right? Yes. For yes. me, that's the only thing. And and, and I w I don't think I'm doing it at one oh seven still though, Mike. But I'll say this. I understand if if your play is saying all the other stuff, the hit rates, um pretty much every other reasoning, while there's probably some truth, like James Cook could be a he could end up in that offense being someone that you want. For me, I'm not really willing to bet on the prospect other than everybody else is and that I can maybe trade him. That that would be the only reason I'm taking him in the first round, personally. But, but I mean, you made a lot of solid points. I think he's going to get the ball that they invested in him. They do want to utilize him as a pass catcher. Uh, I, I just, man, at, at 107, that's that's rich for me a little bit. I will also say this one last point that I just want to get on James Cook before we move on, because I spent way too much time this past week talking about James Cook. I shit you not. It is, it is, it has hurt my soul to have to do this, to move him up in dynasty ranks, to acknowledge the fact that I had a bad process in my opinion, when other people pointed it out to me, but that's the beauty of it is being open to learning and adapting, right? I dunked on James Cook. I sent out the tweet about him being a shittier CEH and trade him away. But from a value standpoint, and I'm with you, Adam, I'm drafting him to trade him because of what market's going to do and what player psychology, as Ray says, like the psychology of dynasty players, what they're going to do to it. The thing that I will point to is Michael Carter was a fourth round pick last year, right? Played on a bad Jets team. We, we can agree that not great being a day three running back and not great if you play on a bad Jets team. He had some moments, but they weren't like spectacular, oh my gosh, like this guy's the future moments. Devontae Smith had a good rookie year. And Adam, there was a point this offseason for multiple months where Devontae Smith and Michael Carter, a first-round top-10 wide receiver who had a good rookie year, and a running back who is a fourth-round pick on a bad team who had a flashes, let's just say flashes, good moments, where they were very, very close in startup ADP. Very, very close. Yep. Now, if I take Michael Carter out of the equation, I take the Michael Carter out, and I give Michael Carter second-round draft capital, and I give Michael Carter a good landing spot on a good offense, there is no doubt in my mind that would have flipped. That would have absolutely flipped. And Michael Carter, just from positional scarcity, what people do with running backs, good offenses, hype, pass-catching backs, everything that people want in fantasy – would have been drafted ahead of Devontae Smith a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah. So if I think about it from that aspect, that's why I say it is a value play for me to draft him here, to lock it up, to secure it, and then write it out and wait it. And it's not like any of these prospects from seven to 12, all the wide receivers that we would have taken are world beaters or like we're super high on or super excited about. They all have warts in some way. That's sure. why this class is so poopy. Yep. So so yeah. poopy. These are really should have been second round picks that we're drafting right now. Should have right. been, but instead at the 107, now we're drafting guys who should have been second round picks in rookie drafts. So those are all my reasonings over James Cook. I knew I knew this was gonna be one, but uh I had to get it all out there. <laughs> I had to confess that I fucked up guys. Uh, I had James Cook too low, and I acknowledge that he should have been higher. Now, if you take James Cook in the top six picks, uh, I will fight you to the death. I will argue till I'm blue in the face that you should not do that, and that is an even worse process play than being way too low on James Cook. So, Adam, right or wrong, <laughs> James Cook's the pick at 107. All right. Um, for me... I'm going to go ahead and take Jameson Williams here at the, okay. uh, the 108. So I'll say this. Where I would go here, if it wasn't in a format like this where it's just generic, it would probably depend on what I want to do if I'm in more of a rebuild or if I'm a contender. We talk about direction a lot here on 4D, right? What's your direction? If I'm rebuilding, Jameson Williams as one of these late firsts for me, uh, especially like 108, I'm I'm all in. I, I I'm, I'm a little concerned on his value early. As far as I think there's a chance that Jameson Williams 
one doesn't play very like immediately, and then two, coming off of that ACL tear that he did pretty late. Um, how how confident is he, and how much how how much time does it take for him to get going? Also, acclimating to the NFL, to a new team, to a new situation, all that. So, um, but at one hundred eight, diamond hands. Give me give me Jamison Williams. I'm just gonna hold him. I can't argue with that too much. I would have gone a different route, but I will gladly run to the board and select Chris Olave at the one hundred nine. Out of you want to do it again, right? Another guy. The uh, okay. Ohio State University. Thank you, Michael. I, the Iowa guy setting up the Ohio State guy. You got to like that one. I'll you. I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd, I'd be remiss though. Not even for the dynasty degenerates. You can't even. Oh no. man, you hear no. this? You no. see this? When he's impartial, he's not impartial. All right, Listen, he, he won't that, do it. That band and dotting of the eye is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's dumb. <laughs> you bite your tongue. <laughs> It's dumb. I hope they fall over every time they run out there like an idiot. It's just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being honest. All right, sounds Chris Olave. Like, sounds like someone that's a little bitter. I would have taken Chris Olave over Jamison Williams, and you and I have gone back and forth about this before. Uh, but uh, Jay Rich kind of swayed me. They talked about <laughs> it again on Wake Up on Wednesday about the Olave Jamison Williams, and I clipped it and tweeted it back out again. But for me, that's also another like kind of value play and a – psychology of dynasty adam or i get it the jamison williams like if i'm if i'm doing it if i'm drafting like why you take him because you're not going to take a discount on jamison williams you're not no i'm not not going to i know for most leagues that you and i play in with the people that we play in we kind of know the ones who would take a discount and who wouldn't take a discount dynasty degenerates this is part of 4d right knowing your league mates there's going to be a lot of people in your in your league who panic or jump at just the slightest of news or the stupidest curl route on error in rookie minicamp or you know those people. They happen all the time. There's going to become a point where James Williams, like Jay Rich had mentioned, is sitting out for eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks, doing nothing, and Chris Olave has all this time to put shit on wax, put shit on film, to put points on your team and actually put production in front of you where I think that value will shift quite a bit where more times than not, you could send Chris Olave away and get a Jamison Williams plus when that manager who has him starts to panic. So that's my opinion on it. Chris Olave 109. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Um, I probably won't do it ahead of Jamison Williams, to be honest in any rookie drafts that I have. Um, but at the, at the, at the 108, 109, where, where right here, I mean, when I, when I start t- thinking about it more objectively, like I, I, I can't really argue it, you know, um, especially based on value. Right. It's just not, I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, when I get to 110 here, Mike, this is where for me personally, I've seen in every single one of my drafts that you and I are not a part of or don't have this pick. There's a certain gentleman that is going past the next three picks every single time. Yeah. And when it gets to 110 especially, Mike, like I I got to fight everybody on this. What are we doing? What, what the fuck are we doing? Like you have a wide receiver that's drafted inside the top 16 picks. Is he the best prospect we've ever seen? No. But he's got a lot of really good traits, and he reminds me in particular a lot of Deontay Johnson. So at 110 in the 22 class, Mike, that we've already discussed, this is basically a second-round pick in startup values. Give me Jahan Dotson easy. Give me Jahan Dotson easy. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> getting getting sniped in mock draft. Ah. All right. All right. Adam, I got a question for you. At 109, if I had gone Jahan Dotson, were you taking Alave at 10? It would have been a serious discussion. I would have taken Alave, though, yes. Okay. Um, right. I, so I was screwed either way. I wasn't yeah, I, I'll say this. I am not as high on Alave still as a lot of people, but I, I got to be realistic that at past Dotson, there's just – I'm not going to take Scott Moore personally or um, Christian Watson ahead of him. Gotcha. All right. So at the 111, 
I'll go ahead and do it. I will take Sky Moore. Okay. That will be my selection. So you're back up, buddy. Uh, I don't know. Alave, Dotson, Sky Moore, Watson, Pickens, uh, Jameson Williams, all really in like the same tier of, of guys for me. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, one goes ahead of the other, vice versa. I can't argue it and I can't fight it too much. I, I will argue it because that's what people tune in <laughs> to see, hear me argue the most mundane minor tear breaks, but yeah, the same dudes, man. I mean, they all got warts. They all have issues that we have problems with. They all have some form of like tantalizing upside that we want. So yeah. All right. Sky more one eleven. That puts you on the clock, buddy. So let me say this, Mike, based on what I'm seeing here, Especially now that, you know, 4D, at least half of 4D's advocating for Cook inside the top seven picks. <laughs> I know 22 is a bad class, but I'm sitting here at 112 and at 201 thinking, like, this is, I don't mind these players. I, I, I want these players, right? I, yes. I mean, give me Pickens here. All right, George Pickens, 112. And then since we're doing the reversal, go ahead and and uh, I think this is what's interesting, Mike. There's going to be a lot of discussion on a lot of people here, right? Yes. A lot of people. I think this is where you start seeing it. I, I could I could argue for three or four people. I'm taking Watson, though, just out of team draft capital and I think what the market says that he's worth. No question. No question about it. Uh, at the 2-2, I would take Isaiah Spiller. Ah. Isaiah Spiller. It's, uh, listen, man, if you took him at 2-1, I'd understand it, but if I was in your shoes, there's no way in hell I would take Isaiah Spiller over Christian Watson, no matter how much I like him. Yep. Like, I'm not taking a, a fourth-round running back over, uh, you know, over a, a second-round wide receiver that went a high second-round wide receiver that also is playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. So, yeah. No, I, I'm not dumb enough to do that, right? I like running yeah. backs over wide receivers, but not that much, man. Yeah. So Isaiah Spiller, 2-2. Yeah, and I think, honestly, the last part I'll say about this that you hit on is all, all those things are so true. I think there's a – but there's also a group think or a consensus where, like, he, he got a little bit of life saved, right, when he went to the Chargers in the early fourth. But yeah. there's a lot of – there's a lot of gamers, dynasty gamers, man, that are just – not Spiller people, right? So, like, as a position of pivoting out, I don't know that I have that with Spiller. And I, I still love him. I still want him, but not over Watson, I don't think. Um, Understandable, man. Go ahead here, and I'm, I'm not the, I'm not as high on this player as I think some are. I do like him. I, I, I have some shares. I'll, I want to continue to get more. But I think this is where you start thinking about early seconds, Mike, right? This is right about to the point where we're getting to where 22 starts to show its true colors, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take Rashad White here, but. Oh, damn it. Damn um, it. I'm going to say this. Like, this is a, in a lot of other classes, I feel like I'm running away stealing something at 203. I like it, but I don't, I don't have anywhere near that same type of feeling at the end of this pick, right? Understandable, man. Very, very understandable. I was hoping to get him there. Um, I, I like the guy's talent. I like the David Johnson comps. Right. I like the fact he's in Tampa Bay. Other than the fact that he's sitting behind Leonard Fournette. And yeah. he's not the strongest pass blocker. And we know how Tom Brady really, really covets the guys who can protect his ass. Um I don't really know what to do with him, but this class is so bad, and I know it's an early second, but you're tra- you're talking yourself into minor things here, right? And just let me shoot my shot, Rashad White. That's a great pick, man. I I damn it, I was hoping to get him. I really was. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. <laughs> this is about where you start, like not. There's not much left to feel like you're stealing something, you know. All right, so at the 2-4, then, you broke my heart. I'm going to take Trey McBride, tight end. This is a super flex tight end premium league. Uh, I mean, that's what we all play in. So Trey McBride, the uh, 
the tight end for Arizona. <laughs> I love Zach Ertz, but eventually he's going to move on, right? He's got to. <laughs> this class sucks. This class yeah. Sucks so I mean, let, 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 first of all, let, let, let's, let's address something here. Dynasty Degenerates. Let's, can we, can Mike and I stop acting shocked that we snipe each other on every single pick when we think like the same way about Dynasty? And he just got me there on training. Except Friday. for James Cook. Worth. I can guarantee you. Yeah, okay, fine. 107. He didn't snap me on 107. Trey McBride, though, is – here's the thing, Mike. Pretty much after Spiller, like, I'm not going to fight you if you take McBride. Like, yeah. there's it just gets gross, and he's the one tight end that I think has the best chance to really succeed. Now, you probably feel like you're going to take a premium pick using a, a mid-early second, but – that's not what the market reflects that these players are actually really worth. Like you have to kind of understand the market value of just where it's not traditional 204 or 203 you're using it, right? No, um, this is like actually 29, 210. Yes, yes. It's late seconds at least. So this is where it's very interesting for which direction you're going to go, what, what you're going to take here. Um, man. I'm going to go ahead and take Zamir, Zamir White here. Oh, all right. I didn't think you were going to do that one. Finally. Finally. I didn't I didn't get sniped on one. <laughs> this is way earlier than consensus for what it's worth, too. Yes, it is. But, hey, it's fine. Uh, at the 2-6, <laughs> probably earlier than consensus, probably earlier than a lot of people would like, I will take Matt mm. Matt Corral mm. at two six, over Malik Willis, over. And I let me explain it just before I get blasted, <laughs> just before you cut my head off. Matt Corral, out of all these non Kenny Pickett's, <laughs> which is a bunch of them, has the easiest path to starting games in twenty twenty two. The easiest path to starting games in twenty twenty two because. Sam Darnold is absolute trash. Even more trash than, than Carson Wentz, who people like to dunk on. Carson Wentz can occasionally play really good football. Sam Darnold played really good football in high school, I guess. <laughs> God, that's probably too mean. But <laughs> he's the easiest one for like a, an immediate type value flip, in my opinion. So, yeah, give me Matt Corral here at 2-6. I'm going to lock up. It's go get your guy season. I'm gonna go get my guy. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna bite you on that, really. Like here, there, there's not a lot of skilled players here that I'm gonna pound the table for for sure yeah. over a quarterback and superflex. And regardless of the other stuff, I mean, just just the fact that he has such a good opportunity to get on on the field in superflex, right? That's just an opportunity in and of itself for a value jump and a flip to an easy team. So I won't fight you there. You made my decision, though, easier because I was between two players at the last pick, and um, I'm going to take David Bell here. Damn it. All right. You got me. So this is one, Mike, where I think it'll be interesting to see. But they get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I think this team – is uh, from what I'm hearing, we'll see what actually happens. They may not run as much 12 personnel as they did before. And if you give me David Bell with a good quarterback, day two draft capital, and you can tell me that he can operate out of the slot quite a bit, got my interest. You got my interest a lot. Now, 207 and 22, it's not, I'm not saying, you know, go get this guy right now, but 207, I'll take him. For sure. For sure. <sighs> I really wanted David Bell. But um, you know what? Let's go back to the well, right? Really? <laughs> 208, Malik Willis. I'm going to swing for the fences. Man. Let's swing for the fences. We'll take another quarterback. Okay. Sign me up. Another quarterback. Why not? <laughs> I like this. Uh, if, you're, if you're still with us, Dynasty Degenerates, <laughs> we are witnessing – the McNutted quarterback horde in the 22 class. I love this. Hey, how about that stack, though, for Team 5? Right? Oh, Team 5. Yeah. At 105, Malik Willis at 208. 
right? We get the stack. We get the in rookie draft stack. Let's go. By by like week seven, the best ball stack of the century, right? I'm, Just... I'm gonna keep you from three ten. You're not gonna get Sam Howell. I'm not gonna let you stack with John Nuts. I refuse. I love that. All right, so I'm gonna say this. Based on what I've seen in the last three rookie drafts I've done, which are post, this is this is one where I think that I'm doing this based on what I can trade him probably for, because there's no competition, and and I've seen him go in the first round in two of these three these two of these three drafts, Mike. That's Ooh. Damian. That's Damian Pierce. Man, I like it, and I understand exactly where you're coming from, man, but. Ray, Ray, if you guys, if you aren't tapped in by to Ray, I mean, you obviously should be. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing if you're not? <laughs> like he mentioned, man, Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead are just going to be absolute thorns in the side of like everybody who wants Damian Pierce to be a thing. I don't. Yep. yep. Man, I like him. I like him. Jesus, but you're telling me he's going in the first round of some of these drafts. That's wild. I, I, I saw Listen, listen, Mike. Let, let me, if that's what shocks you, let me give you even better. $150 league that was not accessible to anybody that was not, you had to be invited to get in this league. $150 buy-in. Right. Somebody traded up to 110 to take him. Get out of here. Swear to you. Swear to you, or um, one eleven maybe, whatever it was, late first. I'll pull it up Who right cares? now. A late, they <laughs> traded into the late first to secure Damian Pierce. If they traded higher than the two two o three, they were doing it wrong. <laughs> this period. So so imagine you're giving up whatever asset you had and a plus to go <laughs> take him too early. That's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Hey, I did see Kenny Gainwell post NFL draft go in the first round in one league last year. So, I mean, dumb shit does happen all the time, I guess. <laughs> well, in particular, I think this is a discussion, though, Mike. And, and listen, I think that James Cook, right? Damian Pierce, whatever your flavor is, this happens every single year, no matter if you want to believe it or not. There's a positional scarcity thing at running back. And when. In this class, Brees Hall and Kenny Walker are gone very early. There's teams that need running back and are going to reach. It just happens. It just always happens. All right, man. Oh, now i got to think about what I'm going to do at 10. I, I like Damian Pierce. You know, our ranks, like, once we get down here, like, where we ranked them, and uh, we should have done a better job of just, like, put turds in tiers. That's yeah. what we should call it. Turds and tears. Turds and tears. TITs. Yeah, true. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Turds and tears. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead just because I oh, – man, I can't believe I'm doing it. But oh, TDP. TDP. Give me TDP. Man. I, I, we, we, talked about, we talked about Elijah Mitchell before, and he's fallen. He's falling. There's some uncertainty. I'm not saying that I think TDP is like going to be something, right? It just might end up being another Elijah Mitchell situation with him. Or he may be a Trey Sermon. Who the hell knows? But just give me the the tantalizing. You remember what happened with Trey Sermon, how he was going way too early and we're dunking on everybody. And then Elijah Mitchell happened. And it was like we had a lot, a lot of Elijah Mitchell. So we enjoyed the benefits of having Elijah Mitchell. And then we traded him away smartly but he was going in the fifth round of like startups consistently fifth sixth round at worst and what if that happens to tdp <laughs> like what if by week eight i'm looking at a guy i can get a a 23 first even a late one and i can just cash the fuck out and move on with my life so that's why i take tdp here it's uh yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> that's my team i mean argument. especially in that backfield right where injuries happen running yes. back shifts uh we, we have seen, Mike, if you think about the San Francisco backfield over the last couple seasons, we have seen Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, and numerous others have, I think, 20-point games, 
right? Yeah. Off yeah. the back of basically any one of those off of a hype, that's a trade. That's a trade chance. That's a trade chance. And, and especially if that's a 20-point week off of some of these injuries that we've seen, right? Where yes, oh, he's going to be the starter for sure now. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, you're up. Two All right, th- this is especially knowing that the, the McNutted team, not just team one, the McNutted team has back-to-back picks here. This is a you got to get it or it's not coming back to you. Man, I'm so torn between two running backs. I'm going to take Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier. All right. I'm glad you did it. I, I thought about Tyler Algier for a minute. I would like to have him, but that's not the direction I was going. Okay. <laughs> that's not the direction I was going. So I appreciate you, man. I like this. I like this. Me, uh, I'm looking at 212 and 31. Back to back picks here. Give me, give me these, give me these day two wide receivers. Mm. John Mechie and Alec Pierce. Give me well, both. All right. Well, uh, I was sitting here saying surprising that we, you know, we snipe each other and then Right after that, you know, I don't snipe you, and I'm glad that you had two picks before me. So, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Brian Robinson, and I'm not a P Rob guy, but understand at the 302 here. I mean, listen, draft capital, Gibson haters, whatever your narrative is, whatever your reason, Gibson haters, Al- Al- Alabama. Uh, give me give me Brian Robinson here. All right, <clears throat> three three. Let's go back to the well, right? It's a it's a three three in a poopy class. Yeah, this is time. Why not? Wandell Robinson. It's a three three in a poopy class. Wandell Robinson. I'm not a big fan of five foot six, five foot seven, five foot eight wide receivers anymore. Rondo Moore kind of killed that, but in the third round, fuck it. I just trust trust uh dynamic ability and draft capital. <laughs> so these are what I'm talking myself into. Talking myself into yeah. the third round. Like I'm trying to find something to hold on to. Give me Wandale Robinson. Why not? I, I can't. How, how could you argue it there? I mean. Why not? Yeah. There's nothing that's like you. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to take here. I think right about here now, Mike. It's pretty easily for me, Desmond Ritter. Okay. Only because. Like, let's talk about everyone else. Uh, let with, without getting into every single other player on the board, like I, I think that the, that if everything breaks right for the rest of these players, I, I don't see a scenario where they reach if things break right for Desmond Ritter. And yeah, s- simply in Superflex, only Mariota being there, I, I don't really even believe in the prospect or the third round draft capital that much. But he is dynamic with his legs. He is you know pretty athletic. So. I think at 304 and 22, if you're giving me a guy that can get starting weeks, I think that he he's off my team soon for more than 304. Hey, man, the Russell Wilson hype's already starting with him. Oh, <laughs> I've no. already seen it. I've already seen it. What are we doing? Are you serious? Yes, yes, I've already seen it. The fucking on-air rookie minicamp drills. I guess now it's like OTAs. Uh, yeah, it's already it's already happening, man. The, the picks of him. Videos of him throwing to Kyle Pitts and the, the videos of him throwing to Drake London, especially. I don't know if there's a Kyle Pitts. Well, I'm talking on my ass, but <laughs> I've seen the the Ritter to Drake London. Like this is a connection for the next ten years, bro. <laughs> like, oh Jesus, here we go. <laughs> so, hey, three four. I'm with you, man. If you didn't take him, I was gonna take him. I stack him with my uh my Tennessee stack here at three five. Traylon Burks, Malik Willis, and hey, let's get Desmond Ritter in the, in the mix too. Why not? Yeah. All right, so if you did it at 3-5, then this is an easy one for me. Jalen Tolbert, Dallas. Don't like the Cowboys, but Michael Gallup, probably starting on the pup. Probably starting on the pup. Amari Cooper got traded for a bag of peanuts, uh, some fob. And (laughs) if you're in the Dynasty League, somebody traded away Amari Cooper to the Browns for $5 in fab, so good on them. Uh, They're going to need another receiver, man. Jalen Tolbert's the guy. Cedric Wilson's gone, so you don't got to worry about that. Give me Jalen Tolbert. Right, three five. Who cares? I'm taking way too many wide receivers with these picks. <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. A lot of blue for the McNutted. A um, lot of blue. This is like this. This is where Dynasty Degenerates. We are in gross 
gross, gross territory here. Super. I think that I hate investing in tight ends. Like the thing about here, I'm going to take Jelani Woods here, but let me say this. Why, why it's hard for me to do so is like, I think we've learned you and I, Mike, that the value of cruel for a, a tight end, especially this late is just so unlikely to happen. Right. Yes. Because they're just not going to, they don't produce early. They may not even get on the field early. And then you're just basically sitting in the, on the taxi squad guy. But I also don't really love any of the players. I don't, I'm not like super in love with anyone on the board so much ahead of them. So against knowing what I know, I'm going to take Jelani Woods. Understandable, man. Understandable. I, uh, I think one of the things that people forget is when you take these tight ends here, you got to be comfortable holding them two, three years. Right. Easy. Right. Easily. Like uh, Hunter Long, right? You, you got to take the Hunter Long and you're not planning for 2021. You're planning for 2023. That's, yeah. that's what it is. So I get it. But at three, six, the class is so dog shit. I mean, why not take a super athletic tight end? Right, with not a lot of competition in front of him. So maybe he does get an opportunity to produce a little bit and, and get a value bump, but you're taking him and probably stashing him under taxi if you have one. Yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. You're hoping that it pans out down the road. Man, this is gross. I'm going to stick to my guns, though. I'm going to stick to my guns and the things that I have said before at the 3 7. Why not? Um, Eric, if he listens to this, is going to hate me. Taekwon Thornton. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to hate me. Yeah, give me Taekwon Thornton. Right? The whole, I'm just, I'm talking myself into draft capital and, and speed. Right? Those are my two selling points on Taekwon Thornton. Not the prospect, just 3 7, why not? Draft capital and speed. Give me Taekwon Thornton. Damn, I, another receiver. I I am a fraud. What, what, yeah, what? Help everyone, <laughs> help everyone out here. What are we? What do we? What's what's the wide receiver shift all of a sudden here? I don't know, man. It's it, James Cook at one seven. Fuck me up for the rest. Of the <laughs> it was all downhill since then, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, I'm gonna say here. I have a hard time deciding anybody in this backfield, let alone two rookies in this backfield. But I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna take Pierre Strong. All right. All right. I know that just a round later, not that many picks after, a guy I really like went as well. But I do believe that Pierre Strong has a chance to do well if he's given the opportunity in that backfield. So at 308, I'm not picking against a lot of great people. Give me Pierre Strong. All right, man. The 3 9, steal of the draft. Told you it was going to happen. Sam Howell. The boy comes home. He comes home. I got you, Sam. I'll never quit you. Ever. Ever. (laughs) After all the receivers, I I had to let you at least get your boy Sam Howell. (laughs) Right? I mean, I had to let you have have Sammy Howell at 309, right? I love him. I can't quit him. He's, He's Chris Herndon for quarterbacks for me now. That's what he is. Chris Erndon of the quarterback position. I'll have Sam Howell on every roster for like the next five years. Like it's going to happen. It's happening. Just, just wait. (laughs) Let me, let me ask you this. I may have asked you this before, but I don't know if I've asked you this on the Ford, the 4D show. What do you, what would you rather see or who, what are you rooting for more? Sam Howell to get on the field and defy all odds and be the Sam Howell you believe him to be which would kill Carson Wentz or would you rather see, are you rooting for Carson Wentz to be finally the quarterback that you said he was for Philly and Sam Howell's basically washed into oblivion? Well, what it really is, is you've given me a hundred dollars in chips for free and I got to put them $50 on black and I got to put $50 <laughs> on red. So, Oh, you're not going to, you, you won't even pick a side. Come I win on. Either way. I win either way, baby. Oh, I know you win either way, but which are you rooting for more is what I'm asking. You won't even oh, you won't even pick a side for the dynasty. All right, best, best case scenario, right? Absolute best case scenario. Carson Wentz balls out all year. 
secures them a, a buy, <laughs> locks up a playoff seed, and Sam Howe gets to come in for two weeks of just resting starters and balls the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> How about oh, that? How about oh my that? goodness! You All like right. that? All right, I'll tell you what. Just out of creativity, we'll we'll allow it. All right. All right, man. Um, I don't want to. I don't. I really don't want to do this. But out of the name, out of um, for his draft capital and what he did not do in the combine, I'm shocked as much as I still see on Twitter and places about Kyron Williams. Like I, I'm just gonna take him here. But I don't know, man. That draft capital and that prop, that prospect profile, like all of a sudden, I don't know. But, I, but based on what I'm seeing out there, I'm going to take Kyron Williams here just in case. I feel it, man. I don't have a lot to go against it either. I have a few Kyron shares from drafts just because why not? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at the 310. What, what are we going to do? What else are we doing? Right. Let's be honest here. Um, Man. Just because hype and I want to pick no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be reasonable and I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off Eric again. Yes. Give me the 37-year-old wow. Vivas Jones at the 311. Just you're, coming, you're going just to you, neck on 4D here. I love this. Just just for you. He hates the guy. Draft capital, man. And I mean, he may be 57 years old, but he's actually decent. Like <laughs> decent. Who the fuck else they throw on the ball to in Chicago, right? You got right. Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, and then nothing, <laughs> nothing. Byron nothing. Pringle, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Equiminius St. Brown. Wolf, yeah, give me Vilas Jones and just do I'll something, say, right? I'll say this: if you are not looking at the prospect at all. If you if you're a person that just says draft capital and vacated targets, if that's what you like, Felix Jones is your guy. This is All, your guy. All right, so I got back to back here. Give me at the three twelve. I'm gonna go ahead and take Greg Dolchitz. <clears throat> I did that one so that I didn't even snipe him. You see what I did? Yeah. I wouldn't even make him feel like he would have had a chance. You know, because I saw a whole other pick, and I'm gonna take Kevin Harris. Oh, you locking up? You, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take both shots at hoodies late round running backs. Fair enough, man. I gotta scroll down to find Kevin Harris. That's how bad it is. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> All right, then four, four, two. It, he's been on the board long enough. <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of the prospect or anything like that, but I gotta acknowledge the situation. Keontae Ingram, sure. Uh, James Connors historically been made of uh, wet paper bags, I guess. Yeah, so, and we uh, we were talking about on the trade show. There's an Eno Benjamin in one of those deals that we talk about. So wow. we don't want to spoil it for you, but let's just say the reviews weren't like glowing on Eno Benjamin. So uh, <laughs> why not? It's the fourth round. Keontae Ingram, path to playing time, I guess. Situation in front of him is not that great. So yeah, give me Keontae Ingram. Yep. Man, I, I can't believe we're still picking players here. Uh, let me, at this point, I, I don't even want to do this, but I'm going to just take Khalil Shakir. All right. Um, I, I have no analysis on, like, I mean, fifth round to Buffalo, like, wide receiver in the fourth round for me, I just, I'm, I'm cringing at what this 22 late round picks are. All right, just to, to irritate you. Justin oh Ross. man, Justin Ross. I like this. Well, I'll tell you one thing we know for sure is that you didn't snipe me, but I, I like what you did. I love what you did. Go ahead, talk about Justin Ross getting the landing spot. He got the landing spot. He sure as hell didn't get the draft capital because he got none of it. <laughs> Absolutely, he got none of it. I guess you know what's funny. I, I saw more than two people say this that while he got the it's it's better to it was better for him that he didn't get drafted than he went late like super late that's apparently what's going on out there better for his odds of hitting that's what they say okay i uh, guess i guess so <laughs> just reporting the news um 
I, I like the landing spot. I just nobody drafted him. So are we sh- like are we sure that not everyone doesn't think he's really hurt? I don't know. I don't know. It's four oh four, and if he listen, if somehow, some way, he gets any way back to shape and form, I'll give you this, Mike. If he has any chance of doing that, and he has Mahomes on the football, four oh four in this class, why the hell not? Justin Ross, right? I, we'll talk about just. We, we got some time, right? We got, some, we got a little bit of time. We'll talk a little bit about Justin Ross, but you watch him run that curl route on air. Yeah. Okay. I, I shit you not, Adam. I saw trades him running a curl route on air and then getting traded for a twenty-three second round pick. Come There's on, no a no second, lie. a second. All right, here, here's a good one for you. Oh my right? gosh! This just happened two days ago, the sixteenth. Justin Ross got traded for Jacoby Brissett, so you just go, man, and a 23-second round pick. <laughs> Somebody was like, the 23-second isn't enough for me. Uh, give me Jacoby Brissett in case he starts. I need Jacoby for those you know, three to six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it's going to be. Here's another one. Justin Ross straight up for a 23-second, uh, 5-16, same day. Justin Ross in a fourth for a 25-third. <laughs> I'm taking What? A- <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> – Justin Ross for a 24 second. <laughs> Justin Ross for Keontae Ingram. Right? Oh, a little bit of an up tier there, right? Easy yeah, money. Little, yeah. A little bit of easy money. Uh, what else we got? Justin Ross and Bailey Zappi for Davis Mills. <laughs> Bailey fucking Zappi. <laughs> this is this is the who? ridiculous shit I'm talking about, right? So this is why at in the what fourth they, round. What did Davis Mills do to somebody? Like, how much could you hate a certain person? That is wild. At the 4-4, Adam, for the off chance I can just get a 23-second out of Justin Ross, I will take Justin Ross. Based on those, what you did there, I I can't even argue any fourth for him. Um, (laughs) Oh, you should take him at 3-1 if that's going to happen. If you know someone's giving you a 23-second, just go ahead and press the button. Might as well. Man, this is so bad. Um, I'm going to say this. We we haven't discussed anything about the league, what my team is. In, in best ball here, if this was best ball, like this is easily Calvin Austin for me. I'm going to take Calvin Austin here. Okay. Yeah, I think even in lineup, you're just whatever. Give me Calvin yeah, Austin. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Oh, man, this is so poopy. I can't stress it enough how poopy it is. Um, who the hell can I talk myself into? Who who can I talk my? You know well, who I'm going to talk myself. It would have been Justin Ross, but go ahead. I'm going to talk myself into just going and getting guys. And it's going to be Abram Smith. Wow. Okay. Undrafted. Undrafted. <laughs> Let's go with the undrafted thing. Might as well. But I mean, think about the situation, right? It's. Tony Jones, I guess, if he's even still there. Mark Ingram. And then uh, maybe a potential Alvin Kamara right. suspension. Right. I mean, you, you remember what happened with Tony Jones last year when they got rid of Murray? There were people team? that there were people that were really excited. I mean, I, shockingly to I think you and I, but uh there was a week or two where it was a thing, right? Yeah, it it was it was a thing. It was a thing, and then we found out he's actually horrible at football. Um, I wouldn't say found out because most of us were like, "Who the hell's Tony Jones?" And then, secondly, like the people who then went and looked up Tony Jones were like, "This dude's bad at football." (laughs) I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, but that's the thing. So, Abram Smith, for those reasons, for the Tony Jones corollary, corollary, I can't even do it. I'm not even going to try to do. Matt Kelly shit because his grammar is so much better than mine. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I listen. I I guess so. I, I think if you're arguing anything at four oh six, you're just wasting your time because we're all just shooting shots and hoping and praying. I'll say this, Mike. I'm going to talk about a Cleveland Brown here. So if, if you know who I'm picking here, you can go ahead and pull it up. Go ahead and pull it up. Mike's favorite prospect in the 22 class, Jerome <laughs> Ford. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, Jerome Ford, you know, later pick, buried on the depth chart. Are you sure? Maybe this year, maybe. 
Maybe, maybe he's nothing, nothing too, right? Let's just say maybe he's nothing. At 407, I don't care if he's nothing. Nick Chubb has, has missed time with injury. Kareem Hunt has also missed time with injury, could be gone. And Dearness Johnson is the third. And we saw what he did on Thursday night, Mike. Yeah. When given the yeah. chance. And that was not even with Deshaun Watson. That's guess, true. Guess who's also gone? Dearness Johnson after this season, right? If Jerome Ford actually is anywhere decent, he could be looking at next year being the number two. Very valid. I'll give you that. And at the 4-7, I wouldn't argue I probably should have taken Jerome Ford over Abram Smith. But, hey, I'll rectify it at the 4-8, and I'll take a guy that I know you probably had your eye on. Uh, Ty Chandler. I was going to say, I I thought, who who forgot about Ty? (laughs) Not me, just biding my time. Ty Chandler for a lot of, like, some of the reasons that you're listing, right? Dalvin Cook's on the older side, banged up. Alexander Madison's fine. I was a big Kenny Wong fan, but uh, I didn't take a Ty Chandler. I think that probably is dead, to be honest. Unless I get points for kick returns, then boom, we're still in. Just when I thought they were out, I was out. They pulled me back in. Back in. Mike, I'm not going to lie to you. I, um, I had to do several, like deep line, deep, deep rosters, right? Like 36 plus. Yes. I think I had to do, you know, at least four. Go ahead and, uh, there goes Kenny. He's gone. Kenny Wongu's gone. He's off my team. That 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 dream's over. It's dead. Sorry, man. Let's let, let's wrap this up because it is getting um, horrible. I'm gonna go ahead and take. Man, this is so bad. Give me. Go ahead and give me Bam Knight, man. What the hell. Bam. Did he even got a team? <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> where the hell is he? They're all the way down. Nice backup to Brees right. Hall. He'll he'll basically never have a breath unless Brees Hall gets hurt. But I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna pick, I don't even like this guy. I don't. But Haskins, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I was thinking about it. Why not? I guess Hassan Haskins at four ten. I don't even like him. Yep. <laughs> That's my analysis. It's a hard hitting analysis you come for. I don't even like him. Uh, <laughs> You're not even on Ronald Jones, dude. Some of you get that reference. I guess I'm going to take Tyler Batty here. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Yeah, you can have Tyler Batty. I don't. I don't want a shittier version. (laughs) A a shittier version of Justice Hill. Give me the new Justice Hill. The new Justice Hill. Um, man, where do I go for the final pick? Now, before you make this, you know who's not going to get drafted uh, and should not get drafted? Yes, <laughs> yes. The guy that was a part of the Davis Mills trade. Yeah. Uh, Brandon got me into Snoop Connor. Why not? Snoop Connor. James Robinson, Achilles, Travis Etienne, major foot injury. Why not Snoop Connor? Sure. Maybe Snoop Connor's the new James Robinson. Huh? Maybe. Probably not, but you never know. Uh, some other guys that like I thought about, uh, I'm I probably going to have, along with Brandon, we talked about it on the AMA on Tuesday night, I'll have a lot of chig. Um, yeah. Chig. I'm going to have a lot of chig. <laughs> a lot of chig. I was looking, I was, you know, thinking about it. It's just, man, it's so hard to. Yeah. If he, he could pop. He could pop. Absolutely. I'll probably have a lot of him, a lot of, a lot of those tight ends, right, in, in the fifth round. I'm gonna have Chig. I'm gonna have Bellinger. I'm gonna have Jeremy Rucker. Rucker, yeah. Like those guys will. I'm just gonna shoot my shot on them. Um, anybody else that you think we really missed? I mean, there's probably somebody out there who's gonna comment on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we missed somebody um, that someone's thinking about. I'm trying to. Uh, R.I.P. Carson Strong, right? Like, yeah. Um, yes. The guy that was being pushed into the second, and a lot of mocks for pre. My bad. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we don't... <laughs> 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Sex Panther. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the title of the show right there. <laughs> I love it. We It took until the final, final moments when we figured out the show title right there. Oh. And it, it fits. Carson Strong, Sex Panther. 
<laughs> love it man that's love good it. stuff that's good stuff all right so uh, we, what do you think man real quick before we get out of here dynasty generous th- thanks for sticking with us through the, the the grueling last few picks there yeah we could just cut this off at like two you cut it off at two tw- yeah you could have cut it off at the second but let's go ahead and talk about the teams and, and what do you think and all right so first team up me, I drafted Brees Hall, Mechie, Alec Pierce, Snoop Connor. Adam, you were second. You drafted Kenny Walker, Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson, Tyler Bate. Third, Kenny Pickett, TDP, Wandale, Haskins. Team four, London, Pierce, Ritter, Bam Knight. Team five, Traylon Burks, Malik Willis, Tennessee stack rise up. Let's go. Jalen Tolbert, Ty Chandler. I actually kind of like that team. <laughs> team six. You got Garrett Wilson, David Bell, Jelani Woods, Jerome Ford. I like that team as well. Team seven, this is where the spiciness started. James Cook, Matt Corral, Tyquan Thornton, Abram Smith. Oh, man, Eric is going to lose it. (laughs) Lose it. Team eight, Jamison Williams, Amir White, Pierre Strong, Calvin Austin. Team nine, Chris Olave, Trey McBride, Sam Howell, Justin Ross. A lot of truthers. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that team. That's a lot of truthers. Team 10, Jahan Dotson, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Khalil Shakir. Team 11, Sky Moore, Isaiah Spiller, Vilas Jones, Keontae Ingram, and Team 12. Pickens, Watson, Dolchich, Kevin Harris. I like that team a lot too. Uh, for those of you listening out there too, I will link this draft board on Twitter when we put out the show post. Uh, probably under my account when I quote tweet it. I'll put it on there in case you guys want to check it out. And look for yourself. It'll be up. So you'll actually have a visual. And then you can proceed to roast. Just remember, I drafted the odds. Adam drafted the evens. So <laughs> direct your hate to the appropriate person. Or maybe we both get hate. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> hate, okay. us. hate us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> anus. Emphasis on the anus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam, any thoughts here on this? Like any team that sticks out to you that you like? I mean, I kind of named them off and, and the ones that caught my eye. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. I tell you what, I'm, because it's you and me drafting, right? So if you're telling me at the 104 that I would get Drake London, then I get Damian Pierce on the way back, yeah. get a chance at a quarterback that can make your lineup, and then you just late take a shot on Bam Knight. I kind of I like that one. There, there's a lot I could talk about here, but I don't know. For some reason, that one keeps sticking out at me. Just based on market value at 104, Drake London's a, a good pick, and then those later darts, I think, have shots. I think my favorites are five and six. Okay. Like five and six a lot. So really, we're talking, really number five is Traylon Burks, Malik, Malik Willis, Willis, the Tennessee stack, Jalen Tolbert, and then Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler, yep. Garrett Wilson and David Bell is a very nice back-to-back combo. I agree there. Nice dart and Jelani Woods. And then in the fourth round, you pick up Jerome Ford, even though I talk shit about Jerome Ford at 4-7. That's, yeah. that's pretty, pretty nice. Yep. Pretty nice. I'll take that one. Don't hate it. Don't hate it, man. This was actually pretty fun. Um, we're going to do some of this more in the future, too, as well. Uh, there's going to be an actual startup draft, which we will do better at flying through because this took an hour to do four rounds of a rookie draft. So we need to uh, speed it up. Maybe it'll be a two-parter, too. But yeah. same kind of concept where we'll link the board. Um, yeah, I think we'll definitely just make it a two-parter because I want to go through like our thought process and how we do it. And we're going to add in like some dimensions. Like Certain teams will be going for it. We'll yep. figure it out as we go, right? Yep. One of the things we always preach when we're doing startup drafts is be fluid. So Adam and I are going to draft against each other, but we're going to draft six different teams. And, hey, maybe all six of them become rebuilds. Maybe all six want to go for it. Who knows? But we're going to be fluid with the draft. I think the the best thing is just kind of talk through our, our thought process. But yeah. let us know what you think. Um, anything else you wanted to say to the fine people before we get out of here, Adam? Not much, man. This was pretty fun. I think I think this was – if you stay tuned through all this, this should be pretty clear now if you, if you sat through this that you can get some value in the first yeah. 13 picks and even the first, you know, 18. But it starts clipping and it starts clipping really fast in this class, guys. I mean, it's bad. It is bad. So get them early and get them out. Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Adam, 
hit them with that fine outro that you do every time that I love. And I think I just need to make a meme out of it because it's so good. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. Still love it. That's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.